Welcome to another Soup Kitchen podcast. I'm Dick Syatt. And on these podcasts, you know, we meet some remarkable people that do things out of the goodness of their heart to take care of the neighbors. And today we're going to meet just an incredible young man. He's only 17, Marcelo Barber. Marcelo is from uh, Delray Beach and volunteers at the Soup Kitchen. But he is currently in Brazil working on a bill that would help streamline the food distribution between supermarkets and food pantries like the soup kitchen. And you can imagine just how important work this is in a country like Brazil, any country really. So join me in welcoming Marcelo Barber to the podcast. Hello there, Marcelo. It's great to have you on the Soup Kitchen podcast. How are you doing from Brazil? Good. Thank you very much. Well, this is exciting. We've never had an international podcast before, but when uh, Marlene and Dimitri told me uh, all about you and how great you are at the Soup Kitchen, how much they like you, they said, he's in Brazil. I said, okay, let me know when he's home. I said, no, let's do it now. So, because uh, uh, you're a, a, a volunteer at the soup kitchen, you're a young man, and you're in Brazil working on something quite interesting. Uh, tell us a little bit about that to start things off. Yes. So, I am here at the capital in Brasilia, and I'm focusing my stay here on designing a law that will it will essentially, it will allow food banks here in Brazil to operate more efficiently. So I'm locating the problems that food, that the relations that uh, supermarkets have with food banks and trying to allow them to distribute to each other more, more efficiently. Absolutely. It's, it sounds phenomenal. And, you know, here in, in the U.S., we have, you know, the soup kitchen and, and Meals on Wheels and Feeding America and all that. Would you give us a, 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 a feel for what food distribution is like in Brazil? Yeah, so it's 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 really similar to in the United States. It's really similar to the United States. So in the United States, uh, like uh, the, the soup kitchen receives food. Um, from Feeding America. I, I, I spoke with Dimitri. Dimitri helped me understand this. So pretty much Feeding America is a warehouse and it connects with uh, soup kitchens and food pantries like, uh, like the soup kitchen and it supplies them uh, groceries, uh, produce, meat and all that stuff from uh, from supermarkets like Walmart and Publix, depending on factors like uh, the amount of people that go there every day. And here in Brazil, it's, it's really similar to that, um, except two things, it's, it's just a tiny bit different. So the, the organization Feeding America in the United States, which is a very foundational, uh, a, a very foundational nonprofit uh, in the food banking industry in the United States, it is entirely non-governmental. Here in Brazil, 
some some food banks like the warehouses themselves are funded by the government others are entirely nonprofit and uh, operate through donations so they also connect with food pantries soup kitchens and food drives and they connect them with food just like half feeding america does so and so if that's the condition now you're working on a, a bill um, that would change, enhance, do more. Uh, what do you see as the possibilities? Yes. So I, I, I began. Uh, I began my search for the problem, the the, the biggest problems in uh, that that allow food pantries and food banks not to operate efficiently by first calling supermarkets to see if they donate and calling food banks to see what the problems they saw. And the biggest problem that I noticed was the lack of incentives and the overly bureaucratic process of receiving a, uh, a tax write-off for donating foods. So what what you're saying is reaching out to supermarkets and the um, uh, the distributors. What you want to do is, uh, if and correct me if I'm uh, mistaken, you want to you you want to um, uh, fine tune it. You want to make it more efficient, uh, have more of a system. Is is that what I'm hearing? Yes. With that, I believe more food. Uh, I, I believe supermarkets. It'll be more beneficial for them to donate food than waste food. And that way, they'll be donating more food. There will be more food pantries and more people can be fed here. Right. So uh, how daunting a task is that Do you, from the from your experience so far? Uh, are, are the supermarkets, are, P, are the companies that can donate? Uh, is that something that that they go, oh, I'm so glad you contacted us. This is something we'd like to do. Or, or are you uh, 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 not getting such an enthusiastic response? It's usually not that enthusiastic. The, the hardest part for me is probably having to call uh, the, the, the food banks and the supermarkets all in Portuguese. Uh, I, I, I speak a household Portuguese, a Portuguese that I only spoke with my mom and actually Coming here to Brazil, uh, it, 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 seems, it seems daunting at times. Um, when it comes to uh, calling supermarkets, the, the, the food banks are always happy to talk to me. They, they appreciate that I'm dedicating time to try to uh, allow efficiency in the food banking industry here in Brazil. Uh, but the supermarkets, I... I feel like there's usually a lack of transparency because I, I'm always trying to uh, talk to their manager and there, there's always some reason. And sometimes they tell me, we simply can't tell you if we donate or how much food we waste or anything around those lines. Now you mentioned that uh, in addition to the nonprofits, the government also is involved. How do you feel they're doing? Are, are, are they um, taking care of people and feeding people? So when it comes to the government helping food banks here in Brazil, so if, if somebody wanted to start a food bank, 
they wouldn't be able to go to the government and ask them uh, for their help. It's usually a government, it's usually initiated by the government, by a politician in the government. But when that is started, all that the government does is funds it so that they can so, so that they can basically like start off so that they can try to get donations. It's not like the government funds are solely funding the entire food bank. Right. And what is the, the yeah. what is overall the, the hunger like? And, you know, from from Florida or the U.S., the, we've just got you know, enough food for nine countries. We throw stuff away. Uh, and while, you know, many people are, are, are getting along just fine, uh, the lines of people uh, uh, showing up at food pantries and, and the soup kitchen um, uh, it, it is enormous. What's it like in Brazil? So when it comes to hunger here in Brazil, um, I've, I, I've been to, I've, I've been all around Florida. I've, I've seen uh, homeless people and all that. And usually, these homeless people, they can go to soup kitchens uh, like we have in Boynton. They can go to food pantries and they can get fed. And if they want to, they can get food. The problem here in Brazil, um, I was recently in Recife, which is uh, one of the poorest places in all Brazil. And the problem there is that people can barely make enough money to eat food barely enough to sustain their families. Uh, one of the saddest things that I saw was uh, somebody who was so, I, the word is malnutrition. They, they appeared almost to be obese, except they were blonde. And the blonde is a lack of protein in their diet and a lack of accessibility to healthy foods. And uh, I, I wish that I can, I, I can change that in some kind of way. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. Uh, you're, it's such a wonderful project. Um, how much are you going to be there permanently now? What is the plan like for the work that you're doing? Um, do you, if, if, if successful, and I'm sure you will be, is, are you going to stay in Brazil and, and head up this project? So... I already have uh, the fundamental ideas that I plan on implementing in the law. So here in Brazil, um, we in w where I am at the Chamber of Deputies, we have uh, these people called consultors. And these people, politicians go to them so that they can structure uh, add more facts, add statistics to the laws that politicians want to create. And tomorrow I will be meeting with a consultant so that we can speed up the process of my proposal and make something a little more concrete. And but so I, will, will you stay in Brazil, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, for the time being, for the foreseeable future or is this something that you know you'll do in the time that you're allotted and you're and you're planning on coming back to florida yes i i'll be coming back to florida on the 
25th, I believe. And you'll still be able to work on the project uh, remotely, huh? I am sure I will be able to do so, except the, the plan is to have it done by the end of next week. So if the bill goes through, um, will the rest of the pieces just fall into place, um, you know, to get the food from the supermarkets and all the different distributors to the food pantries? Um, so we, it, you yes. mentioned getting, you know, working, uh, speeding the bill up. Uh, but at, but once that's done, that's when the hard work starts. And do you have people that will... Um, will uh, continue the project? So it is simply a proposal on a bill and it will be submitted and it usually takes a while for bills to be enacted. Um, except if it does go through, the, the purpose of it will be to make it more beneficial for uh, supermarkets, uh, restaurants, or any entities that can donate food. For them to donate food, it, it'll be more beneficial for them to donate food than to just throw it away. Right. Well, I think it, it's fantastic. I mean, the people that you talk to, are, do, they, do they compliment what you're doing? Do they tell you that, that this is a, a great um, you know, cause? And that you're doing the right thing? Yes. Here I'm, I'm working under uh, my uncle, who is a federal deputy in the United States. It's a uh, House of Representatives. And his, his team, they're absolutely amazing. I couldn't have asked for better people. Do they have places like the soup kitchen and uh, Meals on Wheels where you are in Brazil? So... Here in Brasilia, there are food banks and there are food pantries, except in certain, in certain states in Brazil, Braz, uh, like the one that uh, my mom was born, Bara, they actually don't have any government funding to even initiate uh, To initiate the connections that would be necessary to even begin a proposal like mine to uh, make it more beneficial for uh, supermarkets and uh, other entities like that to donate food instead of waste it. Absolutely. How, how great. So um, in the, in the uh, last uh, portion of this podcast, you told me before we started, Mar Marcelo, you're 17 years old. You're, I want to, I want to find out about you. Um, we, uh, and we'll start with what drew you to the soup kitchen. I just want to find out how such a, an outstanding young man is, uh, is stepping up and doing such great things. Well, thank you. Uh, so I started volunteering at the soup kitchen I think it was in the beginning of my junior year or the beginning uh, or the middle of my sophomore year. I, I think it was the middle of my sophomore year. So about a year and a half ago. So that's when the pandemic uh, had, had really become something that people started acknowledging. 
Um, so I had previously been at a boarding school up in Massachusetts and I had to come down and everybody was quarantining and it was, it, it got very lonely. And I think my mom had told me she, she brought up the idea about going to, going to like volunteer, uh, at, at the soup kitchen. And initially, when I heard about the soup kitchen, I, it, it really, it, it didn't make sense to me because I didn't think that, I, I, I never thought that just out of donations and by the kindness of people's hearts, they could establish something as amazing as the soup kitchen. And when I went there, I, I loved it. I, I had to wake up early and that hurt and uh, it, it still does, <laughs> but, um, going going to the soup kitchen serving people there it's a it's it's a it's a different level of gratitude that i feel it's it's oh really isn't that unique. that no it's a sweet to hear let me ask you what uh, and you probably did a little of a lot of things but w- what was your favorite um activity uh, as far as uh, volunteering um uh, working directly with the guests did you help pete cook um what I honestly love being at the front and talking to people, taking people's temperatures. I can always ask them how they are. I speak three languages, so only it's it's very rare when I can't communicate with somebody. Um, and I, I I I ask them how they are, and I try my best to make them feel welcome. Oh, that yeah, and does this it has to come from your parents? What are your parents? Your parents very giving and, and full of gratitude. I mean, you, it, it sounds like you picked it up from them, no? So my parents, they they never, my mom or my dad, they they, they never indulged in a lot of uh, and any form of community service. And when I say community service, I mean uh, donating any philanthropic acts. My mom's dad was actually somebody who was very philanthropic, and I, I, I never really met him. He he died when I was quite young. Except uh, in in Brazil, I'm I'm able to see directly. He was the mayor. He was also a federal deputy. He operated hospitals, and I I think it's something really beautiful that I can I can continue from his steps to. Right. And and your parents must be very proud of what you're doing, no? Yes, they yes, they are. Well, I, I, I uh, I'm I'm very impressed. Uh uh, you know, not only with, with the, your mission, uh, but you know, w- the words that you say, what comes from your heart. You you know, uh, uh, uh Dimitri and Marlene spoke very highly of you and, and I can see why and uh, i um uh it's uh, been a pleasure to have you on the podcast is this something you'd like to mention as we sign off uh, uh that that i didn't bring up i think i think i think we've we've done a great job i'm, I'm very satisfied well that's wonderful marcelo a pleasure to talk with you thank you very much Well, 
I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Soup Kitchen of Boynton Beach podcast. And we can all tell that Marcelo Barber is going to go a long way because of his heart and his actions. If you're not already following the Soup Kitchen of Boynton Beach uh, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, please do. So easy. Search for us under the Soup Kitchen of Boynton Beach. We'd love you to join the family. Have a great day and thanks for listening.